0: mercy and peace been to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Imagine a world where it's always winter and never Christmas. Imagine a world where it's always cold and dreary, where there's always more darkness than light, day after day, week after week, month after month of winter, with no end in sight. Some people have said this is exactly how 2020 has felt. This is how C.S. Lewis describes Narnia under the rule of the evil white witch. Even if you've never read the book, which would be sad, or seen the movie, the image is quite striking. Always winter and never Christmas. This is exactly how the Bible depicts the world before the coming of Christ. And this was even true for the vast majority of God's chosen nation Israel. The world was wandering around in darkness. They were estranged from God fiercely ignorant and blind, sin had made most of the world a very dark and cold place to be. Always winter and never Christmas, Could it be anything more depressing than that. The wonderful news of the Gospel this morning is that those who walk in darkness have seen a great light. For on that first Christmas morning, Christ, our light, and light entered into this world, to scatter the darkness and bring eternal light. You may even consider, Christ was born on December 25th, which on the Roman calendar was the winter solstice, the longest day of the year, the longest day of darkness. And on that day, the light of the world is born. Christ is the light and light of the world. He is the very fullness of what it means when in creation we hear, "'Let there be light.'" Paul tells us in 1 Timothy that God the Father dwells in unapproachable light whom no one has ever seen nor can see. You cannot approach the light of the Father directly. So the Father reveals the light of His glory by sending His Son into the world, into the flesh. You cannot approach the Father, so the Son of God has come to you. John tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory Glorious is that the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now the word dwelt in that verse comes from the word that literally means tabernacle. Which is why we have the Old Testament reading about that. If you remember, in the tabernacle, in the temple, God revealed himself through his radiant glory. Sometimes it's called it Shekinah glory. Which was an extremely bright light. He revealed this in the Holy of Holies. And even just, it yeah, hung over the entire... Tabernacles that Moses couldn't even go into it. Throughout the Old Testament, God promises to tabernacle, to dwell with his people. And here we see that promise being fulfilled in the very flesh, the very person of Jesus Christ. The light and light of the world, the radiant glory of the Father became flesh and dwelt among us. The one who is the light and life of men. The one from whom all things were created. He was born on that first Christmas morning. As a helpless newborn baby. Christ is the light and life of mankind. Yet because mankind is dead in their trespasses and sins, they love the darkness rather than the light. So a couple chapters later in John 3 we hear, and this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to light his deeds should be exposed, but he who does the truth comes to light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, if they have been done in God. Sin loves the darkness. I mean, even just on a practical level, I think much more crime is committed at night. How many sins are committed under the cover of darkness? Sin delights in the darkness, in being concealed. Sin, including our own sins, do not want to be exposed to the lights. That's why we seek to hide them. That's why we seek to not confess them. This is why we deceive ourselves into thinking that darkness is really not that bad, especially in the own darkness of our own hearts. Our sinful flesh still cringes when God's Word tries to bring the reality of our sin into the light. Which is why, after some sermons, people get upset with the pastor because he's called out their sin, they've been struck by the light and they want to stay in the darkness. It's also why we hear complaints every Christmas about Christ being forgotten and being pushed out of the celebration. You know, put Christ back in Christmas. Although ironically, I think it's often said by people who don't attend church on Christmas morning. Think of that what you will. But this is how it's always been. Even that first Christmas, the only ones on earth who came to worship the Lord were the shepherds. He came to his own, and they did not receive him. they were still walking around in darkness. Throughout his life, Jesus taught and demonstrated that he is the light and life of the world. We've heard recently from Isaiah. He gave sight to the blind, the lame walked, the dead were raised, lepers cleansed, and the light of the gospel proclaimed to those darkness. And perhaps one of the greatest ironies of the entire Bible, though, The light of his glory is most clearly seen, as the land is covered in darkness, and he cries out, It is finished. In his death, he conquers the darkness of sin and death. And in his resurrection, he guarantees that the light and life was victorious, that the darkness of sin and death were conquered once and for all time, demonstrating to everyone that he is the light of the world, the light that no darkness can overcome so that he indeed is the joyous light of glory, the light that pierces through the deep darkness of sin and death to give us eternal life. And it is that same light that is still, still today, shining in the darkness, as the light proclaims. The light is still bringing light and life to mankind, down through the ages, even to his very moments. The light is still overcoming the darkness of sin, shame, and despair. You cannot bring yourself to the light, but the light comes to you and brings you out of the darkness. Perhaps the most beautiful examples we have of this in the entire Bible is Saul in Acts chapter 9. Saul is on his way to persecute, to kill Christians and put them in jail. That is his goal. And yet what happens? He is struck by a bright light, falls on his knees, and is told, why are you Persecuting me," says, "Who are you?" "I am Jesus," you are persecuted, and he is put into darkness to show that he had been in spiritual darkness until he is baptized. His sins are forgiven, and the scales fall off of his eyes so he can see clearly again. The light of Christ scatters the darkness, and it illumines us, his church. In John eight, we hear that Jesus spoke to him, saying, "I am the light of the world." He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. It is this light of life that makes you a Christian. So John says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And that light comes to you the light of his holy gospel. You were transferred out of the kingdom of darkness, to the marvelous light of his kingdom in your baptism. And he keeps you in that light. He keeps you in the glorious light through the proclamation of his word, through absolution, through the gifts of his body and blood. So in 1 John, the same author of John the Apostle tells us, you've been now free because of that to walk in the light as he is in the light. To walk as children of the light in a dark world. And as you serve him in your daily callings, his word is a lamp unto your feet and a light to your path. In Titus we hear, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. This is a very good summary of walking in the light. Denying ungodliness. Suppressing worldly lusts. Understanding all things, and living according to God's word in all things, we can view everything, our vocations through the Ten Commandments, and see how God would have us to live. If you have a small catechism, a beautiful summary of the faith that gives light to all that you need to do throughout the day. To live according to God's word in all things, to live soberly and righteously, it is what it means to live godly in this present darkness that we're in. We've been singing this throughout Advent, the very same idea. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart be occupied in wickedness with evildoers, but my eyes are turned to you, O God. Why? Because your eyes have been enlightened to the light of Christ. One of my favorite Advent hymns we sang last night, the second hymn we sang, paints the picture of the light being born in the flesh this way. From the manger, newborn light shines in glory through the night. Darkness there no more resides. In this light, faith now abides. Paul in 2 Corinthians tells us, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. No matter how dark things may seem in this light, whether it's caused by the pandemic, or economic problems, or family issues, or by your own sin, or the sin of others against you, know this Christmas morning that Christ through life and light has come. You never have to fear that it will always be winter and never Christmas. The Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And even here today, dwelt among us now. Christ through light and light has scattered the darkness of your sins, and it's giving you the light of faith and grace into eternal life. No matter how dark things may get, Christ scatters the darkness. One of my favorite authors, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, put it this way, How could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it is only a passing shadow. Even darkness must pass. So we keep praying that Christ would indeed lighten our darkness, because Christ is victorious. And because he is victorious, the darkness must pass. It has no other option. So know this morning that Jesus is your light in salvation. There is nothing to fear. Amen. The peace of God passes on your sin. guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.